If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will even distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more streaming platforms. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's anchor.fm. Just before the hour mark for uh, Dortmund. Just the 43rd goal of the season for Erling Haaland. Jesus Christ, he's crazy. As I said, overrated. Hello and welcome back to the Off the Crossbar podcast with myself, Regan Walsh, and my co-presenter as always, Brad. How are you doing on this Monday morning? Yeah, I do a lot better. I think we can say so I'm in need of the week break that is coming after this one. Yes, and let's hope football actually gives it us this week after last week's shenanigans uh, surrounding the Super League and everything else that happened. Um it is our usual roundup show, and there's only one place to start, and that is in the Carabao Cup final that took place on Sunday afternoon between Manchester City and Tottenham Hotspur at Wembley Stadium. Before we talk about the match itself, fans at a cup final are oh, just oh. a sight to be seen. As nice as it was, my OCD was kicking in very heavily with where they positioned them. <laughs> just... Yeah. There's like, you know, you have two seats. Like, just, I get why, awesome. but why, why not just have them all spaced around? Yeah. I'll just cram them all in. Mm. So there was over 7,700 fans at uh, Wembley Stadium for the game yesterday, and it was... Wait, we, we, we forgot the customary Mad City can't sell out there and then for a cup final. Well, <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> But I think that one is one of them where you feel like you say that too much. Um, not the most of entertaining cup finals. I mean, it was nil-nil for really the majority, majority of the game, despite City absolutely dominating in uh, the game and all uh, facets of it. Spurs just did... I mean, even though it's a different manager, they just looked like Spurs under Jose Mourinho, didn't they, in this cup final? Well, yeah, I mean, it wasn't going to expect any dramatic change. It's still the same coaching setup almost, with Ryan Mason still being there during Jose's time, even though he was just in the academy. Mm. But same players, nothing's going to change drastically. No, I mean he's still playing Eric Dyer in defence, which is still fucking drastic. And you got a half fit Harry Kane out there. Yeah, like they just needed. There's nothing really that he can do. It's not his squad that he's inherited. He's just got to work with what he can do for the last couple of games. Well, yeah, it took until the 82nd minute for the only goal of the game. Uh, and it was an Imeric Laporte header from uh, Kevin De Bruyne assist to give Man City their fourth consecutive Carabao Cup final win and guarantee at least a place in uh, the pl- next year's European Conference League. Uh, though, obviously with them set to be in the Champions League. I don't know whether they've already qualified for the Champions League next season. I don't uh, it's done. Yeah. It is the first piece of silverware 
won in English football for Pep Guardiola's side this season, and they can still do a treble of sorts. It's not the treble. Yes. Um, Four in a row. Doesn't matter. Four in a row. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that is an incredible feat that they've won four times in a row, but no one's going to remember this one really too much, are they? In the history yeah. books. Like, yeah. uh, no, it's harder than the Liverpool team in the 80s. It's mm-hmm. not when the league up mad. Yeah, it's just... I mean, the only bit of a success story that you'll probably remember is that Fernandinho and Aguero have now lifted that Carabao Cup more times than any player in League Cup history with winning it for their sixth time uh, whilst being at the club. And then now Man City are now joint record holders with Liverpool, both winning eight times. Um, but yeah, run-of-the-mill stuff for Pep Guardiola. I think it would have been more of a shock if he lost to a Ryan Mason team that has literally he's been in the job for less than a week at the time of kickoff. Yeah, and yeah, one game in between I, this one. I, that was I, I don't know if you'd seen it. It was like most. The, the award for most pointless statistic in the history. Oh, is it that Sky graphic that they put up? Yeah. Like, Fuck Sky Pep Guardiola's games won and all that, and then Ryan Mason, like, why? You know, there's just no need to do that at all. We know it's only his second game in charge. Like, no one forgot that Mourinho got... Well, I mean, despite all the news last week of the Super League, no one had forgot that... Uh, Jose Mourinho was sacked last week, so it oh, is Jose really <laughs> And I it did seem to be swept under the rug with all the other stuff last week, but yeah, it's just they put up the graphic for needing a graphic sake there. Still hilarious. That is bad art. They got a bit more desperate. I think it is more a case of desperateness okay. rather than. I feel more sorry for the intern that's probably been told to make that. Oh, 100%. Like, why? Just here's the most pointless job you are going to have. Make us this graphic comparing the two managers. You're like, what do you mean? There's no need for it at all. Like, we know, like I said, it's only his second game in charge. Pep Guardiola's been there four or five years now. I've completely forgotten how long Guardiola's been at City. So like, yes, guys, we know Pep Guardiola has won more trophies than Ryan Mason has been alive. Mm. <laughs> it's not hard. But yeah, credit to City for getting the win and winning the first piece of silverware in English football this season. Back into uh, Premier League talk now, and we have had a weekend set of games. Uh, all but one at the time of recording has happened. Um, Friday night, Arsenal played Everton at the Emirates Stadium, and it was... Carlo Ancelotti's side that won 1-0 thanks to an own goal from Bernd Leno 14 minutes from time. I thought it was a very good finish from Richarlison in, in all honesty. Yeah. But... <laughs> it, it just sums up Arsenal this season though, doesn't it? That I swear every, goal, like, every goal I say Arsenal could say lately is some calamity. Oh, 100%. It's quite bad now. Yeah. I mean, I know I keep saying it, but not really improved under Arteta compared to no. Unai Emery, have they? Though, like it's but the, the same it, spot, if not going backwards. Yeah. The reason that they're letting him off is the Europa League run. Like, imagine if they were out of that, then the questions would then start being asked. 
But who have they played in this Europa League one run? Have they played anyone big? I, I, I don't think they've played anyone of note that's like, okay, this is an actual test for them now. And you could say, uh, you could question whether Arsenal should be doing this. But if the, like, the group they had, Molde, Rapid Vienna and Dundalk in the groups. So easily they should have won that. Benfica in the round of 32. You could say Benfica was... Uh, that's their hardest tight they face. Then Olympiacos in the round of 16. Okay, Again, another hard team, but should Arsenal should be winning that. And then quarterfinals playing Slavia Prague. Again, should easily be winning that. Well, like, they, they, did, they, they, did, they did football's work in that one. Yeah. But apart from... Maybe Benfica. They haven't had anyone real toughness to face. So I think Benfica are like really nowadays. I mean, there's still an okay team in uh, League Nos, like the third at the minute. But it's for me. It's these are games Arsenal should be winning, and they should be at the semi-final stage. Well, yeah. The, the... It really does sum up Arsenal's season, though, that game. Yeah, well, they don't have to worry about it next season. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think I saw something the other day. They're on course, or they are guaranteed their lowest points finish ever in Premier League history and could be on course for their like lowest points finish uh in years with um like since three points were awarded they could also go for their lowest points record ever currently in 10th place on 46 points <laughs> well it is the lowest points total we've ever seen in the map yeah i mean i know i compare it to that chelsea season uh Mourinho's last season there where he got sacked midway through but and they came off a title winning season what have arsenal done in the last it's just the, the steady, it's the steady decline. Yeah, and I think Arsenal fans need to realise they're not as good as they used to be anymore. Right. They, I, I don't, I don't know what they need to do though to have some sort of re-emergence again well, as a top four team. Well, you're talking about that, but this now seems the good segue to go into the. Pot of gold at the end of the rainbow that came out on Twitter after that game, which was. Well, I'll let you explain it. You definitely. I can't bit. remember it. How have you forgotten the, the tweet? I've genuinely watched a lot of sport this weekend, so that's why I've completely we forgotten it. Sorry, we literally spent a good five minutes talking on this before we were recording. This is obviously the story about Daniel Elk, the owner of Spotify, oh. coming out. Saying that he had yes. an interest in buying what his his club. Yeah, so uh, the fact like that you just forgot that is embarrassing. After we talked about it for a good while, my mind just went completely. Like, so, Swedish billionaire Daniel Elk uh, said on Friday, following the news of the Super League stuff, and that owners will potentially sell the club. Uh, he thrown his hat into the mix of by Arsenal by saying in a tweet, give me two seconds, I'll just find out what he exactly said. Uh, you did it quickly, you'll forget again. 
He said, as the kid growing up, I've cheered for Arsenal as long as I can remember. If KSC would like to sell Arsenal, I'd be happy to throw my hat into the ring. And then uh, news over the last few hours said that he would prepare to, or is preparing to launch a bid with uh, former Arsenal Invincible trio Thierry Henry, Dennis Bergkamp and Patrick Vieira to try and buy Arsenal to uh, obviously get it back to a fan-owned, well, say fan-owned, but in the sense that he's actually a fan of Arsenal rather than just an American uh, businessman and would actually have the interest at heart to buy the, uh, and see the Gunners do well. I don't see this one happening. I mean, I don't know. I have no idea if, if money talks. I guess if they're serious, they've got enough of it. Like here on Spotify. <laughs> yeah, I think he's. I'm not too sure of his net worth, but if he's obviously if he can own Spotify, he's not short of a penny or two. So it's definitely. Yeah. Uh, he's to get this podcast on there. Yeah. He's. Uh, it's something to keep an eye on, but. I don't see it happening at the million time. So, according oh, as of twenty twenty one, his worth is four point seven billion dollars, which is uh, something obviously Arsenal would want. But uh, I think something in the region of a couple billion dollars. But I don't know whether that would be enough. I think he might not ha- need the help of like some other people rather than like Henri, Birdcamp, and Vieira buying shares. Well, no one already has. The experience of being manager. <laughs> True. Um, well, I, I, I doubt that it goes that far. But no, I think that would just be like. It, 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 it's, it's, it's clearly just a, rant, a story that, that you know has come up, and obviously someone else guy is going to be all over it. It's like, oh, look at this billionaire. He's admitting interest. Yeah. This really famous billionaire is admitting interest in one of our big clubs. Mm. Slow week. Oh. From the six of the teams that were in England that were going to leave for that Super League, three that aren't definitely going to sell, Sheikh Manshur, Roman Abramovich and Joe Lewis at Tottenham, they they got no need to sell whatsoever. The three that could, and I'm saying could in extreme inverted brackets here, that could sell, Stan Kroenke at Arsenal with KSC, FSG at Liverpool, and the Glazers would be the three realistic ones that would sell. However, I still don't think any of them will sell. I could see Liverpool's caving in. But who to, though? Like, I know the name, <laughs> the name Liverpool, Man United and Arsenal, obviously, it, that they're on themselves sell. The fact that you can buy them, like, it's the name rather than the success stories. Like, it's the... like. Them three names are household names of English football. But I just, for me, I don't see any of them own, uh, owners selling up. As much I'd love the Glazers to go, uh, I'd be one of the first if they can ship them back off to, well, I would say ship them off to America, but they're, never, they're always in America already. But I just don't see it happening. Speaking of Liverpool, they played on Saturday in the lunchtime kickoff against Newcastle in a 1-1 draw. They scored early on thanks to Mohamed Salah. However, a stoppage time equaliser from Joe Willock denied Jurgen Klopp's side the three points. I mean, if that hasn't summed up Liverpool's home form in 2021, I don't know what has. How did we lose them? 
How did we pick it? How did we? How did we lose to this team? <laughs> You're on about Newcastle here, aren't you? Or Liverpool? In a way, it could be both. <laughs> but we actually exactly. drew Newcastle. But... Uh, it's annoying in that aspect, but Newcastle actually should have won. Yeah, I think they. I think they're going to be more disappointed that they didn't get uh, a win. It, it, well, the chances was no. Liverpool probably should have buried them and finished them. I just go, but Newcastle because of VAR shenanigans. Yes, again, they should have won. Yeah. I, I, I give up with the handball. I don't know what it is. Yeah. I... It's like David, um, we'll get on to the West Ham game in a minute, but like David Moore, he said, it's like these people that make up these rules have never played a game of football in their life. So what the well, old rule... that one at all. Yeah, so what the rule was for handball originally was if it touched your shoulder, so your shoulder joint, it's not a handball, but anything below your shoulder down to your fingertips was a handball. And now it seems to be from the bottom of a player's sleeve, so it'll be a short sleeve if they were in a short sleeve top, is if anywhere below that is a handball. And now it's all your arms not in a natural position. What you it's you can't, what is a natural position? What you say, what you say is a natural position. I may say completely unnatural. Like Callum Wilson's is in unnatural positions. Luke Shaw's against Leeds, however, is him sticking his arm out and you know hitting his hand. Yeah, penalty. Like, I just, it's one of them where it's just getting ridiculous. Just go back to the simple way, right? If it hits your arm, it's a penalty. Just simple. If it's in an like extremely unnatural position, like uh, for the, yeah. obviously like up right. in the air, right. really extra, mm-hmm. like you're extending your arm out to block the ball. If it's close to your body, uh, you can't give that because what what's he meant to do there? Like. Some of the stuff we've seen, or I'm just thinking back to Spurs last season. What it is, is referees need to actually use common sense. It's like you think Richard Jesus is non-existent, and they, they're not thinking, oh, we, we clearly hasn't intended to handball that there, has it? No. I, just common sense is not used in, in no. nowadays. So. But speaking of common sense, I'm sure we just go on the West Ham-Chelsea one. Oh, oh, Jesus Christ. On, we, uh, there, I think, has to be one of the fucking stupidest things ever. Was, uh, all right, the question, was this worse? And it, again, it was West Ham. Was this Balbuena one worse than, do you remember the Sudek one against Fulham? The Alba that Mike did Yes, uh, with Mitrovic. He, yeah, but he's, clearly, he's just come up because he's walked up and he's hit him accidentally. <laughs> I think this is worse, like in terms of it being a send enough. Like, it's not like what on earth is Balboina meant to do there? He might one of the best tackles of the season. <laughs> like, he's clearly cleared the ball, and he's yeah, he has to follow through. It's just natural yeah, when you're kicking a ball. Just a fortunate that he's just a fortunate that he hits my head. I thought it was Aspilaqueta. Mount or Aspilaqueta, one of them two. And then the referee, I can't remember who the fuck, who's the referee? Chris Kavanagh goes to VAR. Like he actually goes over to the screen. And th- this is one you can put on him because this is them saying, yeah, you go make your own mind up on it. Yeah. So he's a fuckwit. Fuck like, 
you can't like I, I, I genuinely I don't know what has gone through his head. Like yes, there is contact from Balbuena on the Chelsea player. I'm going to say Aspilicueta, although it might have been Mason Mount. Uh, leg, but there's nothing he could, like if it, once you've kicked that ball, like what is what are they expecting Balbuena to do there? Like natural, like you walking, you take a step forward. Like obviously, so you put one foot in front of the other. So there's going to be contact there. Striking a ball to get power onto it or any sort of precision making a pass, your leg has got to follow through. Otherwise, it won't go anywhere. So he's done nothing wrong there. Yes, no, yes. I, I just can't explain how they've came to the decision of it's been uh, a red card. On it. I wouldn't. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I I wouldn't be surprised if you hear later on today that West Ham have appealed it and it gets rescinded. Um, well, is that allowed? Are they were they able to? Or yeah, yeah, right. Well, they should be otherwise. You're al- you're able to appeal all decisions, I believe. It's just one of those whether managers do choose to do it. It's at, it's at this point now where referees aren't coming out and explaining their decisions. It's terrible. Yeah, they they need to be out every game explaining why that was a red card. Yeah, but even then, I don't even I I, I don't understand. Like, even do, if do we out, almost have to go as far as the American model where the referee gets his microphone, <laughs> stops the get, stands the bit. It's a that foul on the offensive blue shirt. I'm hoping not. But even, but that... even they'd find a way to like squeak around like how they've given. Decision mm. on that in the wording. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just so frustrating to see, and I'm not even a West Ham fan. Like, as I can't imagine what they're going through because it's just stupid. Like, they're already one 0 down thanks through a team of bonus goal, which is his first goal in seven games and his first away goal since October. Which no, poor poor guy. He 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 doesn't even get the headlines for once because of that stupid red card decision. That's all, yeah, it is stupidly annoying. Uh, elsewhere on Saturday, Sheffield United beat Brighton 1-0. David McGoldrick scored the only goal of the game, though. Jakob Moda thought he equalised for Brighton uh, early on in the second half. However, that goal was disallowed by VAR. So it gives the Blades their fifth win of the season, I think it is. Yeah, oh, yeah. They're players when they now have just only matched Villa's points tally from when they got relegated. Of 17 points. 17 points, yeah. With five games left to go for them. Uh, then on Sunday... Where do we start on Sunday? We'll start with the early game. Wolves-Burnley. Burnley it has to be on that one, because what the... I don't know who to go... Like who, who's, who are we more shocked by with this? I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know who I'm more shocked by. Shocking Wolves, reasons for both of these things. Wolves getting battered 4 0. Burnley scoring four goals, or Chris Wood scoring a hat trick. Witchcraft. <laughs> I mean, he becomes the first New Zealander to score a hat trick in the Premier League and the 46th. <laughs> yeah, so do I. And it's the 46th different nation to score a hat trick in Premier League history and the first since. Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang, I think, from Gabon, was the last uh, new nation to score a hat-trick. See, which is there we go, top stats on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. um, I, 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 what the fuck? Like, 
Wolves are such a shell of themselves. If Villa finish below them, I will generally be quite upset. Mm. It's not even like Burnley really dominated that game. Like it was a close game. Just clinical. It's, yeah. Which doesn't seem right to be saying for Burnley because they don't oh, no. score goals. I mean, if you're going to let Ashley Westwood score past your lads, come on. Yeah, I mean, just having a quick look now, Burnley has scored 30 goals this season. Only two teams have scored less than them. And almost a six of them were in this game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Jesus Christ. Uh, like you say, Wolves are just a complete shell of themselves from last season. Down in 12th place, 41 points. That Dare I say, do Wolves move on from Nuno this summer? It wouldn't surprise me. No. Oh, there's all the stuff going around. The often being moved to the road, I see. Mm. Their owners are to scale back slightly. Because yeah, it's a lot of Chinese owners, I think, by the Chinese government, because I was having a conversation earlier with my dad saying, apparently a lot of Chinese owners have been told, if you've got clubs in Europe, you've got to sell up and focus on the Chinese market, because obviously the Chinese Super League has had that massive implosion and they want to keep Chinese business in China now. Uh, it's also the fact they've thrown a lot of money into it as it is, and they've not had massive success. Well, they had the Europa League run last season, but that fell away. Mm-hmm. Now this season, they've just had an absolute abysmal in all three competitions. They haven't done well. I mean, like I said, they're currently 12th place in the Premier League. FA Cup, they got knocked out by Southampton in the, uh, round five, and in the League Cup, Went out straight away in the third, uh, second round, losing one nil to Stoke. So they've had a really bad season all round, Wolves. And if, like, I, I don't think I would be surprised if Nuno Espirito Santo is not there next season. Really wouldn't surprise me at all. Yeah, not, I wouldn't. I don't know how Wolves fans feel on that. I'm not saying it's down to him because I think he's still a good manager. Oh, no, he yeah, he's still I'm, a great think... manager. He walks into, he'd walk into Tottenham. Yeah. It's just something just hasn't worked well for them this season, and I can't explain what it is. Maybe it is the fact that they've had like their burnout from last season with playing so many games has actually caught up I, on them. I, I don't think the excuse of well, I haven't seen the excuse made with some of them start coming and saying, "Oh, well, we've missed him," and it's like, look how much you spent on other players. Yeah, spent forty million on Fabio Silva. Adama Traore scored one goal for years this season. Yeah. Like, it's just really appalling from them. But you've got to give credit to Burnley for getting the result. Yeah, um, that's how they survived. Yeah, I think they can't go down. Well, they maybe still mathematically can, but it's very unlikely that they it's will go down. A lot, though. Yeah. Um, the next game up was... The Battle of the Roses as Manchester United took on Leeds United from Ellen Road. The first meeting between the two sides at Ellen Road since, I think, October 2003, where Roy Keane scored the only goal of the game last time out. Um, oh, 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 sorry, sorry. sorry. We're still doing the podcast out because that game was boring. United did, absolutely did you, dominated first, in terms of shots the, on that. But. The first game between these two took everything out of this, of this follow-up fiction. Yeah. All the goals that happened in that first game should have been in, like it should have split in half and gone into this game because, my God, was it dull. It's the Luke Shaw handball thing, that's it. 
Mm. Although maybe Luke Ailey shouting at the Lord is what we're all saying anyway. Well, yeah. If you could, if you caught that, it was that sort of like, just you put your flag up. Yeah, apart from that, nothing else happened. United remained ten points behind City. Leeds consistent league leads. They're in ninth place because of Arsenal losing and obviously gaining a point. And the goal difference still remains at zero. Scored fifty, conceded fifty. Nothing else to really talk about that game. Yeah, they don't want to be where they are. Yeah, and United fans had been solid all season. Probably be contesting for Europa League. They'd be in the top six areas of the way that the rest of them have done. Yeah, Uh, the only talking point was during, or was it during or before the game? Now I can't remember. Uh, United fans flew a banner over saying two billion stolen, Glazers out, which follows on from protests the day before at Old Trafford and the protests that took place on Friday or Thursday afternoon where fans or Thursday morning where fans pro, uh, stormed the Carrington training ground uh, get one day in the Glazers out and apparently uh, there's set to be more next week. Exactly, I think we did talk about the Carrington one but I don't remember. Yeah we did because it was on Thursday morning I just remembered. Um, but yeah Nothing else regarding United. Um, apparently, their ESPN are saying that Eric Boy is set to sign a new contract with the club for four years. Though, I don't know why, personally. Really? You don't think he's the best defender at your club? I still think he goes in the next year or so. Honestly. Yeah, it's obviously, he's way better than Lindelof. He is, but I think they're going to want to go out and get a defender still. Is it just the injuries? Yeah, they just had enough. I think so. Well, I know a lot of personally. Like, like you said, he's more consistent than Victor Lindelof. But he, he doesn't play enough games for us. Like, I, I let me just have a quick look. How many games has he played? League games has he played this season? Uh, this is gonna be a very long podcast. This is just usual. Search all stats. Out of thirty-three possible games, he's played eight this season. Yeah, it's not idea. No. You want to be having a good centre-back partnership. And that, I don't... And that you don't have. Yeah. That's why the likes of Rafa Varane has been talked about. I don't know. It's not sorry, Rafa Varane. Yeah. The one I would look at is Nikola Milenkovic from Fiorentina. Absolute good young defender. Can play out of the back. Calm. And I think it would fit well into this uh, United side. Um... Now, the final game that has happened so far in the Premier League was the Midlands derby between your Aston Villa and West Bromwich Albion. Villa took the lead uh, after nine minutes through an Anwar Al Ghazi penalty. Then, less than 20 minutes later, West Brom equalised for a penalty of their own through Mateus Pereira. Early in the second half, West Brom then took the lead for a Tyrone Mings own goal. And then, in stoppage time, Keenan Davis scored his first goal of the season to secure Aston Villa a point. <laughs> you want to go a shocking moment of the, the, the season in fact the other day is Keenan Davis finally scored a goal. Yes, after 25 shots did I say to you last night? You said 25 shots to me but then I found out it was at least 54 games since his last goal. That was his dopping championship. Jesus Christ. Because he's not played 54 prime games. No. It's about 2,000 minutes. Jesus. So what were your emotions through that game? Because obviously, I'd imagine jubilant, he scored a penalty uh, within 10 minutes. So then, well, I think because I saw that pick, because did you see the whole move before we got the penalty? 
No, I haven't. Actually. Oh, the passing move, my God. It, it, we're the most confusing team in the league. Forget Leeds and all of that. that. We're the most confusing team in the Premier League. <laughs> we, we do brilliant passing moves, Smith ball, mm. as they call it, like that. And then half an hour, we'll do the sloppiest passage I've ever seen from us in quite a while. Yeah. I mean, Tyron Minks, again, it... it... <sighs> See, oh, don't blame him on that one. He's gone to block the ball. I'm going to tell him, wait, oh, you, you dick. But no, you, you perspective, no, he's gone. Oh, I'm going to try and block that ball. Yeah. Conser was unfortunate. Oh, I, I don't know what he, that's what he always happens with. That player slips so easily on that pitch. I mean, it's your ground. You should be fucking it, it's used quite, to it. it. It's quite a greasy pitch, though, because they, they do... The sprinklers are on it quite a lot. It's quite slippery. I know it's not on, but it's... Dean Smith can tell the grounds, but before the game, this is how I want the pitch, so how we can play. If, he, if he's asking for it to be like that, then you've only got yourself to blame. I noticed at least like, seven times my player slipped. <laughs> it's just a little weird. Jesus, wet. Surely... Maybe less, but it was about like, too much. Surely you shouldn't be wanting that as a manager. Um, result, obviously... Points obviously not good enough for West Brom at this stage of the season where they need wins to have any slim chance of survival. They're staying 19th on 25 points and Villa in 11th on 45. Villa obviously got a game in hand over the teams above them. With two things with West Brom, yes, they're now going down. I don't, that's the greatest game finished. Yes. In my opinion. And two, can you leave Matthias Pereira in the middle place because he's a baller. True. Uh, it's not even at the end of a derby for them because next week they play Wolverhampton Wanderers. So if there's any chance of getting a point, it would actually wouldn't surprise well, me. If they don't, I'd, next I'd week. Surprised if they didn't win that, or at least get something from it because they're way better than Wolves right now. Oh, every time they were being got forward, it was quite terrifying. Mm. Like it's so confusing. Like Sam Allardyce has actually got them playing somewhat decent and they're getting the occasional results at times but I don't think they do know worse than keeping him next season in the championship I don't think he goes uh, stays there sorry I genuinely think Sam Allardyce leaves at the end of this season yeah. well they would need to get the right option in but who that is at this point I yeah, don't God know knows, but they, could, they could do no worse mm. and then the final game to take place this weekend is later on today for us between Leicester and Crystal Palace at 8 o'clock uh, Leicester obviously in third place with 59 points and Palace in 13th on 38. Tires <laughs> on captained in Atcha in the fantasy team. <laughs> I don't even know what's going to happen in this game. You, you'd expect an easy Leicester walkthrough, but with Leicester. Like anything <laughs> less than an Ian Atcha hat trick is a disgrace. Mm. Right, on to the European football now. Uh, over in Germany, Bayern Munich lost 2-1 uh, to Mainz with Robin Quaison and Jonathan Burkhardt scoring for Mainz in a game what would have seen Bayern Munich wrap up the title. However, Robin Lewandowski was back in the team and actually scored. So he's still on course to uh, break Gerd Muller's record. He needs four more goals to tie it. And five more to break. I just respect Bayern for, you know, thinking about the fans in this situation and making it a little bit more interesting. And wanting to win it at home. Um, However, they could have actually still won it yesterday uh, if 
Leipzig lost their game uh, against Stuttgart. However, that wasn't the case as they did win 2-0 with Amadou Haidara and Emil Forsberg scoring. Though Stuttgart had to play most of the game with 10 players after Noiru Armadi was sent off for them after just 14 minutes. Elsewhere, Borussia Dortmund won the big game against Wolfsburg with Erlen Haaland scoring a brace, and that was despite Jude Bellingham getting sent off just before the hour mark mm. for uh, Dortmund. Just the 43rd goal of the season for Erling Haaland. Yeah. Jesus Christ, he's crazy. As I said, overrated. Messi went out of scoring 50. <laughs> yeah. Uh, elsewhere, by Leverkusen beat Frankfurt 3-1 with Kerim Durham by Lucas Alario and Leon Bailey scoring the goals for Leverkusen whilst Andre or oh, Adrian Silva Andre Silva, not Adrian uh, Andre Silva scored for Frankfurt uh, that's it the big results was Mönchengladbach kept up their chance for European football it's very slim though it is uh, by beating Arminia Bielfeld 5-0 over in France, the Liège won Uber Roots. Marseille beat Rem 3-1 on Friday night. PSG beat Metz 3-1 with Mauro Riccardi, Kylian Mbappe, uh, Brace, securing the points for Mauricio Pochettino's side. Nice beat... Yeah, well, yeah, I don't know, but I just want to get to the big one. Cause... Give me a second. I'm just going to do some of the other games before we get to the big one. I don't think anyone cares about Nice versus Metz or whatever. <laughs> Montpellier. It was 3-1 to Nice. Uh, uh, Monaco beat Angers 1-0 and the big game between the top well first versus fourth Lyon lost 3-2 to Lille so Lyon were 2-0 up with Islam Slomani scoring the opener and Jose Fonte own goal however Beric Yilmaz pulled one back just before half time and then Jonathan David and Beric Yilmaz again in the second half gave Lille a 3-2 win and kept them ahead of PSG, edging closer to the title. The mark oh. of champions. Can you imagine if Lille win Lille? I haven't fully looked into the story, but there was stuff about them almost going bankrupt. Yeah, I do remember hearing that they, they were close to bankruptcy, but things have just gone right for them on the pitch. I mean, they obviously haven't scored as many goals as PSG this season because there's 20 goal difference in PSG's favour, but they've just been grinding and getting the results that they needed to. And four games left of the season, one point ahead. It will be extraordinary scenes to see them lift the trophy uh, come the end of May. Uh, Leon, though, they're in fourth place, so currently getting that Europa League spot. I'd say comfortably guaranteed th- at least that fourth place, although they are only four points behind Monaco and five behind PSG, so they could still technically make the Champions League push, though. It was um, weird that I didn't realise Monaco were actually quite close to the title. <laughs> when I checked it the week, I was like, oh, but wait, 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 where did Monaco come from? <laughs> yeah, they've, they've had... A relatively good season, actually. Um, is this is this a, their next good two-year period for there? I don't know. It could be. Their next batch of good players until they then sell them and then they're mid-table again and then they're back up there. 
it wasn't even mid-table because if you remember that season under Thierry Henry, they just about stayed up, didn't they? I mean, he was gone after a few months, but they did just about stay up that season. So it would be interesting to see how long this Monaco period does last. Over some, in... some farmers league when it has a better tyre race than most other leagues. Yes. However, a title race that's even closer than that is over in Spain. Uh, Atletico Madrid. Oh, of course, I still care. Uh, Atletico Madrid kept up their title charge by winning 5 0 against Ibar. Angel Correa scored a brace, so did Marcus Lorente, and Yannick Carrasco scored the other goal there as uh, Diego Simeone's side remained atop of the table. However, Madrid rivals, Real Madrid, could only manage a nil-nil draw with Hetafe, which is incredibly surprising. Barcelona obviously haven't played yet because they were in cup action, were they, the weekend? Or Friday, Thursday, whenever they were in cup action. So they don't play until this Thursday coming against Granada uh, is their next league game. Because you know what that means if you're just in the table. Oh, yeah. It's literally a point between Real and Barca. Oh, no, sorry, they're level on points and Atletico are two points clear of them. Right. And right. to go like, before, before you go to your next point, Sevilla are only one point behind both Real and Barca. So it's three points right, between the top four teams. Sevilla could win the title. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's, that, that's a new point. I've added spice to the mix. Right. <laughs> I, I, don't I was, was going to make I was going to make some like Paddy McGinnis reference say, the power is now in your hands Barca I mean it is technically because they've got a game in hand over the other three teams if they lose that or get a point Jesus Christ I want to be to win can you imagine that Julian Lopetegui gets sacked from Real Madrid and then 12 to 18 months later he wins the oh, league with Sevilla injects it in the veins Yes, oh. absolutely incredible scenes if that does happen. No, actually, think about it. Barcelona did play last night because they played Villarreal, didn't they? At the Estadio de la Ceramica and yeah. Griezmann scored. So that must have been a catch-up game they had not on the same match week. Oh. Oh, yeah, whatever. Uh, yeah. So they won 2-1, uh, but they obviously still have that game in hand. And it is oh, ever so close. Even for... Uh, Europa League, like their one Europa League place. Real Sociedad have currently got it with 50 points. Betis are in sixth with 50 points, but Sociedad have a much better goal difference. And Villarreal are in seventh on 49 points. So it's still extremely close there. And then even relegation, it's tight. You'd say Ibar are down, though they do have a game in hand over Huesca and Real Valladolid that are currently on 23 points. Huesca are on 27 Valladolid are on 29, Elche are on 30, and Alaves are on 31. So both ends of the table there in Spain are extremely close, and it looks like we could go right down to the wire for both relegation and promotion. Over in Spain, however, um, Italy... It's, it's, I'd love to keep talking about Spain, but there is a thing as well. Yes, uh, Inter Milan edged ever closer to the title, winning 1-0 against Hela. It's Verona with Matteo Damian scoring the only goal of the game, which is weird to see Damian scoring, and this is coming from Atraf Hakimi. How fucking far forward were them two playing in that game? Jesus Christ. Sounds like a lot. <laughs> I mean, Damian did come on for Ivan Perisic, which is a weird substitution, to say the least. 
Um, but yeah, the edge closer to the title winning 1-0. Juventus again dropped points, this time drawing with Fiorentina. Dusan Vlahovic scored a penalty after 29 minutes for Fiorentina. However, Alvaro Morata scored just after the second half, literally with his first touch of the uh, game coming on for Paolo Dybala at halftime for uh, Andrea Pelo's side. However, they couldn't uh, find a winner in that game. Elsewhere at the top, Atalanta beat Bologna 5-0 to keep on their charge of Juventus with Alexi Mirinchuk, Luis Muriel, Ruslan Malinowski, Remo Freuler and Duvan Zapata scoring the goals for them. Though uh, Bologna did play the majority of the second half with 10 players after Jody Shooting got sent off. And then we still have Torino versus Napoli to play and Lazio versus AC Milan to play this weekend. So you got to say it's definitely advantage Inter in terms of wrapping up the title. However, Napoli win tonight against Torino. Juventus will drop down to the fifth place and there could be no Cristiano Ronaldo next season in the Champions League. Could you imagine? Well, the, the Conference League doesn't need the odd big name in there. <laughs> No, that they would drop down to the Europa League. Roma oh, no, in the I was just trying to make it funny. Just allow me. Ronaldo's not even going to be at Juventus. So just... Oh, don't get me into those bloody rumours that yeah, Man United want him fuck off. It's not happening. Well, those ones start again. They haven't gone away since the Ronaldo left Man United in 2009. I think from that January onwards, he's been linked with a return to Man United. A bit like Pogba going back to Juventus. It's the same rumour every bloody year. Um, but no, I'd expect I think Miami are having a nice reunion. Fuck off. We're not talking <laughs> about them. <laughs> just just anyway. Um, yeah, so okay. it, it's all in favour of Inter Milan at the top of the title race. Right. In terms of predictions league, pretty bad week for us. Oh. Um, so Arsenal, Everton, Brad, you get two points for predicting that Everton would win. I get nothing. Liverpool, Newcastle, we were both wrong. Man City, Tottenham, we both get two points for predicting that Man City would win. Dortmund, Wolfsburg outcome, we were both wrong because I predicted a draw, you predicted Wolfsburg would win. Bloody uh, hard. Leon versus Lille, we were both wrong. No, actually, was I wrong? What's the final score, did we say? It ended 3-2 to Lille. Well, I went draw, didn't I? Yeah, you went one more draw. I should get two points. I've just realised because by the time when I was updating this, that game hadn't finished. So I do get two points there because I predicted 2-1 to Lil. And CSK Moscow versus Spartak Moscow, we were both wrong. You predicted uh, 1-1 draw and I predicted 1-0 to CSK and it was Spartak Moscow that won. Uh, so you're on 115 points and I'm on 151 once I've updated the Lil versus Leon score. So... It's not looking the best for you. What will VAR rob me in the Newcastle <laughs> game? <laughs> yes. Right, on to uh, the women's roundup now. Uh, we've had games in the WSL, but we'll start with the UEFA Champions League. So it's the semi final uh, that took place on Sunday. Barcelona and PSG played out a very entertaining 1 1 draw. Jennifer Hermoso scored for Barcelona and Alana Cook scored for PSG. And again, that uh, was end to end throughout the whole 90 minutes and set up a very interesting tie uh, in the second leg next Sunday and in the other game Bayern Munich beat Chelsea 2-1 with uh, Sydney Lohmann and Hannah Glass scoring the goals for Bayern Munich and Melanie Leopold scoring the goal for Chelsea so they have got that important away goal Emma Hayes' side but it is still advantage to Bayern Munich 
Now, in the WSL, Manchester United beat Tottenham Hotspur 4-1 with Elatoon scoring a brace as well as goals from Kristen Press and Jess Sigsworth. Though Alano Kennedy did score a late free kick for Spurs to give him a consolation, and it was a very good free kick. In uh, Birmingham versus Reading, it finished 1-1. Ruby May scored the only goal for Birmingham, and Rachel Rose scored for Reading. Arsenal beat Brighton 2-0. Jordan Nubs with a brace in that game, though they were very lucky to win 2-0 because Brighton thoroughly put it to them the whole game, and there was a few moments where Arsenal goalkeeper Manuela Zinsberger definitely would have gave manager German Tamura a heart attack because she nearly gave me one after watching some of the mistakes. She, she very nearly cost them. Uh, West Ham and Everton played out a very dull nil-nil game. And then on Saturday, Aston Villa and Bristol City played out a 2-2 game. Uh, an own goal for Aston uh, gave Aston Villa an early lead. Sargent with there and then Nat Haig scored for Villa. However, a second half goal from uh, Faye Bryson which was an absolutely superb goal if you haven't seen it I do recommend checking it out and then a late goal from Ella Master Antonio in stoppage time got Bristol City a point. Just nice to see the Villa way really has been truly implemented into the women's game. <laughs> and it is still ever close at the top and bottom of the table there's obviously two points separating Manchester City and Chelsea with two games to go and Aston Villa and Bristol City are separated by Villa having a superior goal difference, but have also played a game less than Bristol City. So it's really going to go down to the wire who gets the title, who gets relegated, the one team that gets relegated, and who gets that last Champions League spot between Arsenal and Manchester United. Though it is advantage to Arsenal who have played a game less and have the better goal difference. So as we come towards the end of the season, there it is definitely one to keep an eye out on. How many games are left? Uh, Villa have three, and uh, some teams have two games left. So, definitely at the wire, then. Squeaky yes, bomb time. Definitely so. Right, uh, on to the championship now, and congratulations are in order to Watford, who got promoted this past weekend after beating uh, Millwall 1-0 and results elsewhere going their way. Um Ismail Asar scored the only goal of the game after an 11-minute penalty. So uh, congratulations to Cisco Munoz's side, who made an immediate return to the Premier League like their fellow counterparts Norwich at the first attempt. Mm. But if you know Watford's form, Cisco Munoz, they're going to be the manager. <laughs> no, you'll be gone by October. But did he with Jukanovic, if you remember? Yeah. No. Did he get like four games in the champ- uh, Premier League? or did he, get he, got the he got none. They went with a different manager. Oh yeah, the, he he got relieved of his duties, and then wasn't it them? The next manager got like four or five games in charge, and then he was gone. I think he got a bit more than four or five, but yeah, he he eventually got sacked. It's the Watford way, uh, and all three, uh, all four teams in the playoffs have been confirmed. So at the minute, it's Brentford, Bournemouth, Swansea, and Barnsley. It's just a matter of who will play who now. Uh, as it currently stands, Brentford would play Barnsley, and Bournemouth would play Swansea City. Wait, have you done that? Wait, have you done that? Because it's third versus sixth and fourth versus fifth. Oh, I questioned it for a second. <laughs> I don't know how, because it's always I'd, been I'd, way since the playoffs have been. I'd forgot done. what the table was exactly like. I'm currently looking at it. That's why I said it. Elsewhere, um, <laughs> Wickham Wonders are practically relegated now. They are just staying up by goal difference at the minute. Because uh, they lost 2-1 to Cardiff City on Saturday. 
Derby again put more pressure on themselves and are going to be looking over the, their shoulder after losing their Derby with Birmingham City 2 1 with Lucas no, It's definitely not a Derby. East versus West. No, Midlands. no, no, stop it. It's still a battle of the Midlands. Uh, anyway, no one says that. Lucas Jukovic scored a second half brace to give Birmingham City the win. Elsewhere at the bottom of the table, Sheffield Wednesday lost 3-1 to Middlesbrough. So again, their chance of survival is still extremely slim, though they can stay up. And Rotherham United, uh, they lost 1-0 to Barnsley. So again, slim chances of them staying up, though they do have two games in hand over Derby County and must win them both. If, if you, do you want another interesting sports mix if this somehow went to the final day? Derby play Sheffield, you know, Wednesday, Sheffield Wednesday. Wednesday, you know, too. Wow. Give, uh, me the, give me the winner take all six points. Oh, yes. We need it because with the champion, with the title practically done, players already confirmed we need a bit of excitement in the championship now. Everyone else has got nothing to play for, just pride on where they finish. Um, yeah, so close round there. In League One, Hall City were promoted at the first time of Askin after uh, beating Lincoln City 2-1, so they have been confirmed as uh, promotion, though... And, and they deserve all the shit-hazer rewards for their tweet. Yes, that is an absolute top-quality tweet. However, commiserations are in order to Swindon Town and Bristol Rovers, who were relegated at the weekend. Poor Joey Barn, he said he was going to sign them. Yeah, I he knew said, that wasn't going to happen. He said he took them to the bottom. Yes. Uh, and in League Two, no promotional relegation has been confirmed because it all. Oh, South, South End got relegated, didn't they? Oh, did they get relegated? I thought they just saved themselves. But... Uh, oh, I thought you had all the tables up, but <laughs> we can't rely on you now. Two points, six points for. Uh, oh no, they're not. They're still up. They, but basically, if Barrow win their game in hand, they are relegated. Yes. So, so it's pretty much confirmed that Barrow and Grimsby, uh, Southend and Grimsby Town, will most likely be going into non-league football next season. As we come towards the Which is a shame we have because I believe they've been in the a football league team for like a, almost hundred years. Southend have. Yeah. Oh, I've some, somewhere. But they're, they're terribly run club. Yes, uh, I do know this. I've got what they're called. The Shrimps, are they? Yeah, someone like that. Yeah, so they've had a really torrid season this season and do look set to leave the Football League. Right. Um, any other talking points, or is that your lot? No, I believe that's it. It was a bit of a long one. Yeah, uh, a lot of talking points, Premier League-wise, of all the stupidity that's been happening with VAR and Liverpool being Liverpool. Um, you know, you know, I've already got a lot to work on. You give me even more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, finally, congratulations to Alan Shearer and uh, Thierry oh, Henry, who were announced as the first two members of the Premier League's Hall of Fame uh, today. Uh, Shearer. Top goal scorer in Premier League history with two sixty goals, and Alan uh, Thierry Henry has a hundred and seventy five. So congratulations to the pair of them. Uh, be interesting to see who the teams are that join the uh, players that join them later. On. 
uh, whenever they get announced. I know starting from Monday afternoon, so later on today for us, fans can put forward a further six players as to who will join them. I'm seeing the other suggestion and yeah, just lay off to it. The dark oh. place right now. <laughs> uh, right. Of course, um, of course it is. It's football to you. Yes. Uh, we'll be back in You know, you've got a week's the supporters of people wanting to put in the, you know, the Chris Brown of football. I mean, that's one way of describing him, but he's the most decorated player in Premier League history. So, still makes him an arsehole. Oh, yeah. What he's off the field antics, he's an arsehole, but uh, he's still, like I said, most decorated player in Premier League history. And for a while, he was the most uh, appearances in Premier League history before Gareth Barry uh, overtook him. So, can I, can I question why you've just walked off camera? You know, video quite are you hiding an angry face right now? <laughs> just, just off camera. Uh, I was just grabbing my laptop charger so he didn't die on me. Um, uh, um, but yeah, it'd be interesting to see who I'm going to hard to take, but just. <laughs> uh, right, we'll be back in a week's time, is it, we said. I see when my schedule is working out, it may even be like next Monday. So, yeah, in a week's time or maybe a bit longer. But obviously, if there's any of the stories, breaking wise, uh, we'll try and get a video out, an article out on the website so you never miss a beat. Right. If you're listening to it on, on YouTube, don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe so you can get. Uh, I've just read off something else. I've just read something else. We have no time to go into a full preview of it, but it is the Champions League this week. Yeah, so it's the of the ties uh, I've completely forgotten who's playing who uh, Real Madrid versus Chelsea and PSG versus Man City on Tuesday and Wednesday and it's not the second leg it's the first leg of the semi-finals uh, sure and obviously the colleague can put out his own review of this preview you mean well preview or review you do whatever you want and there will be obviously the Europa League semi-final first legs to look forward to on Nobody Thursday cares about that. <laughs> <laughs> although um, again Emery, Emery no, because it's a Villarreal first. It doesn't matter. Only when it's at the Emirates does it matter. And he'll be hoping is a good evening for him and his side. <laughs> uh, like I said, if you're listening to us on YouTube, make sure you like, comment and subscribe. Download us and uh, follow. Uh, give us a like if you are listening to us on Spotify. And give us a five-star rating if you are listening to us on Apple Podcasts and anywhere else you get uh, your podcast from and make sure you follow us on twitter as well and check on the website as well which is off otc the pod of the crossbar podcast at wordpress.com oh, uh, wait, wait, sure. wait, was this website or yeah website yeah i, I hate that website <laughs> yeah we'll uh we'll leave the link in the description so you can find it anyway uh and we'll yes, and we'll see you within the next week or so, unless any big news happens. Until then, it's goodbye from me and goodbye from my co-presenter Brad. See ya. I will see you soon.